Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Water Cooler, the world's most statistically average sports podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. My name is Ryan Saber, the most electrifying voice in sports information and with me as always. What's up, guys? It's Lukey. What are we talking about today? We're going to take a little step back and revisit some preseason predictions, talk a little bit about the things that maybe we were right on, things we were wrong on in, in regards to the NFL. We will do an update on the Water Cooler Challenge, the second annual NFL Water Cooler Challenge. Before we get into the playoffs, we'll do our playoff pick them, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about college football the national championship was last night so we'll just do a little bit of a a wrap up on the college football season you good with that yeah let's go before we get into the show a word from our sponsor the nfl playoffs are here betonline.ag remains your number one spot in 2022 with more props odds and lines than ever before all right two and one last week nine and two over the last four weeks we're sitting at 35 34 and one so far this season. What do you got this week? This is a mortgage payment. This is the lock of the week. It's the lock of the playoffs. Cincinnati minus five and a half at home versus the Raiders. First nice. playoff game. Let's get right into it. Let's Cincinnati just put Cincinnati minus let's five bank, and a half. Let's bankroll the rest of the weekend on the very first game. Cincinnati minus five and a half. Okay. I got the Bills minus four at home against New England. I think Buffalo is the better team. They showed it the last time they played. They already beat them on the road pretty handily. Now, look, it's the playoffs, uh, but these teams know each other. I, I just I don't anticipate to see much different there. And I like over 49 and a half in the Cardinals and Rams game. Those teams have played twice this year. They've gone over 52, 53 points both times. Neither of those teams have Defenses that are playing too particularly great right now. The strength of those teams is their offense. I just, I anticipate that that to go over. So we got the Bills, we got the Bengals, and we got over in the Cardinals-Rams game. It's a new year with a new updated desktop and mobile website. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. All right, let's start a few good minutes on college football. Not going to do too much here, just want to... Kind of give Georgia their flowers. Georgia defeated Alabama 33-18 in the College Football National Championship last night. I thought it was a great season. It was a great college football season. We had a new champion. We had two new college football playoff teams. You know, Michigan reemerged as a as a contender in the college football scene. Clemson kind of fell off a little bit. We we had new teams. Obviously, Alabama was still there when it was said and done, but, you know, we got a new champion. So I love it. Uh, The way too early top 25 came out today already on ESPN. You got Alabama at one. 
you got Ohio State at two, Georgia at three, Texas A&M at four, and you got Michigan at five. One thing to note is NC State was in the was in the way too early top 10 at number eight. So we've already got a, a darling team that we can kind of latch on to. I think Utah was at seven. So there's another team that you can latch on to. Obviously, Utah was playing great to end the season and almost beat Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. But Ohio State remembered they were Ohio State and decided to uh start trying to play there in the second hey, half. Hey, one of the best one of the best games of the bowl season. That was a great game. Yeah, I, I thought it was good. So I mean I don't know. You got anything else on, on college football other than just a congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs for winning their first championship in 41 years? No, I was telling you, you know, I was texting you yesterday and talking to some other people and you know we, we both gave out Georgia and I got some friends, you know, that heard us on the show like, oh, you guys gave the KOD to Georgia. And, you know, I started thinking yesterday, I'm like, how I, fe- I felt stupid. Like I did feel stupid. Like George Alabama was getting points in a national championship game. How many times has that happened? So, but, you know, like I said, I felt like they, they were saving some stuff and then they might have been and they finally got some pressure on Bryce Young and, and turned him over a couple of times. Um, I, I'm not going to pretend like I watched the game. I didn't see, you know, any of it. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, but just a quick mention on your two early top 25 at Matt Brown EP. He said every er, two early top 25, number one, it's always Bama. Number two through 20 is the same teams that were good last year, slightly rearranged. 21 and 22 are bad blue buds who just made a coaching change and now will turn it around. Number 23 is a six and six team that look good in their bowl. Number 24 is a group of five. So we can show that we're refined. And number 25, Texas. Just thought that was a great tweet. <laughs> and uh, it's good. I mean, it didn't necessarily play out like that, but it certainly is. I, just the one thing I'll say is, you know, I said it last week on the show, Georgia was the best team all year, and they looked good last night. Stetson Bennett made some crazy throws. He did some really bad stuff. He did some really good stuff. Real happy for his story, the walk-on story. Happy for Kirby Smart, who's kind of always losing to his mentor. It's always nice to get over that hump. You know, feel bad for for Jamison Williams. He was walking around, wasn't on crutches or anything like that, but he – hyperextended his knee on had yeah, it's, a non- it's torn right yeah. before we came on. Well, you knew it last night because when Nick Saban met Kirby smart at the 50 yard line after the game, he walked up and, and he, you know, Kirby smart said, our Nick Saban said, we kicked your, or you kicked our ass in the fourth quarter. And Kirby smart said, yeah, well, what's going on with Jameson? He said, we think it's an ACL. I mean, yeah. he said it right there. You heard it on TV. So you know, sh- you know, shout out to him. I mean, I, I don't anticipate he's going to slide too far, but you think could, he out of the first round could be an opportunity for a team that needs multiple wide receivers to get two big name wide receivers in the first name, first round and second round. We'll see. That sucks to do that on January 10th or whatever. Yeah, that I sucks. Mean, you know, Andrew Barry, you know, if you could get your hands on Traylon Burks and Jamison Williams, that would be a nice addition. Some playmakers for the Bake Show Season 5 next year. Now, that's it for college football talk. Uh, we're going to be all draft until August when we do our college football preview. But uh, one, one more thing. Did you see the Good Morning America interview with uh, Stetson Bennett? That stuff um, gives me anxiety when he was drunk, right? Um, or just tired and drunk or whatever. If he wasn't, he was, you know, he was feeling the effect from the from the previous night. He, he didn't get much sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it. You know, I saw the 
it people were posting it. I I didn't watch it because you know I hate the kid just won the biggest game. I mean, that, he's never going to win a bigger game. He's never going to have an opportunity to play in a bigger game. Oh, I'm not. I'm not bashing on him. I just I know was, you're not. But that's I why no one, I don't I watch no that does, stuff. Yeah, I hope no one does. I mean, like I mean, incredible stories. You mentioned the walk on thing. You know, was that Georgia left came back? Um, but it it looked like he enjoyed himself last night. He earned it, so he should. Yeah. People were bashing him through the first oh, half, you know, yeah, in the first half, and that, then I'm... he just started throwing some dimes in the second half, and Georgia's running game really took over, and, you know, defensively. And Anyway, it, look, shout out to Georgia. Shout out to Kirby Smart, Stetson Bennett. Big win for the fans of, of the Georgia Bulldogs. Getting over that hump and winning your first championship in 41 years, so congratulations. All right. Let's talk NFL. Let's revisit some preseason predictions. Do you want to just go down the list? Of Are we doing like our playoff predictions or like our awards? What are we doing here? Yeah, let's just go down the list. All right. In, <laughs> this is ugly, number man. one was who do you think will be the surprise team of the year? The team that will exceed over under the most. Who did you have? I, I had Atlanta. Yeah, here we go. I had Atlanta. That's not good. Um, yeah, their over under was was what? I think it was young, but I or uh, small, but young. Um, I think I said I said they would win ten games, and uh, they're the twelve. They're the twelve seed. Yeah, they ended up winning seven seven games. They finished so. twelve. I had Green Bay. Their over under was nine. They were. A tw- I said they would be a twelve or thirteen win football team, and that's what they are. So, you know, I mean, I'm not really counting that as a win for you because they weren't the most over their over under. I thought they would be the surprise team to exceed the most. Look, that's that's a win. That's not a win. Who's the biggest disappointment? The team that would fall below their over-under most. What did you say? I had Houston, so I put myself on the short end of the stick there. They, their over-under was uh, was four. I said they'd win one, and they won Well, they win four. four? They won four. I well, it was the Browns. It It was the Browns, I think. But I I said it would be the Eagles. I said they were a three or four win team. They won what nine games. So I was wrong there. I bashed the Eagles a lot. So I really take all the credit for their season. To be honest with you, I bashed the Eagles. I bashed the coach. I bashed the bashed the quarterback and. They all outperform. Well, let's let's put one thing clear here. The quarterback is not good. Like he's a fantasy phenom, and that's great. But like that quarterback's not good. Oh, let's save next year talk for next year. But <laughs> I have a feeling that my, the preseason show is going to have a lot of the same feelings and vibe on me with Philadelphia going into next year. They're going to get fucking smoked this weekend too. So, <laughs> um, with against a shitty defense. With that being said, all right, division winners. We started with the NFC. Who did you have as your division winners and your wild cards? Let's see in, here. In so, the NFC. So I had I had Washington. Obviously, that's a no-go. They finished third in that division. I had Green Bay. That was a good one. I had Tampa, who won their division. And I had the Rams, who won their division. So three or four there. Not, not terrible. That's what I did, too. Yeah, so we did okay there. And then let's see here. We had, I got Buffalo in the AFC East. Uh, so that's that's a good one. Baltimore, yikes. Uh, Tennessee, there's a good one for me, and uh, Kansas City. So three for four there. I was three for four there as well. I had the Browns winning. <laughs> yeah, I had I had Baltimore winning the North, and and uh, 
So a, a NFC playoff teams, I hit so four. wild cards. Yeah. I had, I had five of six wrong. Let's see, I have same. <laughs> yeah, I got the only Actually, one. I got that's right. not true. Tech. I, we'll, we'll say we'll say I had four of six wrong because I thought the Cowboys would be a wild card and they ended up making the playoffs. So you know that's kind of right, I guess. Who'd you have winning that division? Washington. So okay. That team season was over as soon as, you know, Fitzy got hurt. And, you know, looking back on it, we thought their defense was going to be really good. And that defense was not. I mean, I think they flashed at times throughout the season, but that Washington team was just not what we thought they were. That's what I was hanging my hat on. And how many times have I come on this goddamn show and said, Defense is not sticky year over year. And yeah. yet I was like, ah, that elite defense. And we saw it for sure. I was also I mean, expecting Fitzy to be there too. Um, that that was a big that was a big blow for them. Um, I don't know if they're gonna been do something at quarterback, right? Like for sure, for sure. But it wouldn't have been enough for them to win the division. But um, you know, Dallas is is, is much, much better than than I had anticipated. So I didn't even have them in the playoffs. I had Seattle, San Francisco, and Atlanta in the playoffs. I uh, and then um, I had Seattle, San Francisco and the Cowboys. So we got San Francisco right as a wild card. And then uh, in the AFC, I had Cleveland as a wild card and then uh, the Chargers and the Dolphins. And I was deciding between the Patriots, the Dolphins and the Raiders for my seven seed. Yeah, <laughs> nailed it. I had the Chargers, the Ravens and the Dolphins. So I got all of those wrong. Uh, the Dolphins, obviously, their head coach got fired, which is crazy to me. He's uh, pres- yeah, yeah, that's nuts. He's interviewing for the Chicago job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll, he'll probably get one of those jobs. He's going to get one of those jobs. So, but the preseason Super Bowl prediction is still intact here. But uh, my updated one that we did at midseason is not. Mine is not. I had the Cleveland Browns winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> God, it sounds so stupid now. At the time, though, you remember how like pumped I was? Like, I do remember. I was I, like, I'm not pumped. sure it sounded that smart then, though. Well, nobody ever accused me of being <laughs> a Rhodes Scholar. That's for sure. Who was the DB that went to Florida State that was a Rhodes Scholar? Myron Roll. Myron Roll. I was Samari Roll's younger brother. Yeah, I, I'm no, I'm no Myron Roll. But I had Tampa. You know, Tampa. I still got them. They're still in it. And I, I doubled down at the midseason point and stuck with the Browns and flipped it and said that I thought Tampa would win and beat the Browns. So my preseason was Casey over Green Bay, which actually looks like really good right now. That's a good one. But my updated was the Rams over the Ravens. So now the one I just I couldn't pick an AFC team at that point. It was just like God, Casey did not. Their defense was in shambles. It just didn't look at Buffalo. It looked a little shady. They hadn't beaten anybody. Buffalo looks good now. I do want to take a, a little bit of a victory lap on one thing. When Derrick Henry went down, I came on this podcast and I said that if Tennessee could could win a couple games, kind of hang around, they found, you know, Deontay Foreman and, and Dontrell Hilliard, ex-Cleveland Brown, to kind of keep that, that offense going. They're the number one seed in the AFC. And, and Mike Vrabel's probably going to be the coach of the year. I think that maybe right now Tennessee – is a strong, strong, strong candidate. I would put them right by, I would put them as number two in the AFC behind Kansas City. So I guess victory laps the wrong way, but but I kind of predicted the way that this thing would play out. 
and uh, they did it. So congratulations to that team. Now, I, I don't trust Ryan Tannehill, so that, you know. But they yeah, always just him. seem to be in games. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I've got them fourth in the AFC. I think they're behind the Bengals. Award winners. Who'd you have there? I had Tom Brady winning the Super or the MVP, which um, looks like a two-man race right now, and he's I, one of the two. So I so had Aaron Rodgers. So, yeah, it's those two guys. Uh, for Depoy, I had Aaron Donald. I don't think he's going to win it, even though um, he is the most dominant defensive player in the league. I had Miles. Um, there's still a chance there, but I think I, it's TJ Watt. But it's probably going to go to TJ Watt, unfortunately. You know, if, if you if you follow uh, at three three zero Luke, you've seen some. I saw some of the stuff you were tweeting out today by the the guy or retweeting the guy from Pro Football Focus. I read yeah. through that thread. It was actually, it was pretty good. And, and you know, I've seen some other guys talking about what's who's the DB from Dallas that leads the league in the interceptions. How like it's either an interception or a touchdown every it's time. Total the ball. feast or famine. And, and TJ Watt is the not, same. He, but it's, it's not similar. It's not that but it's yeah, it's, it's similar. similar. It's not near as bad as Diggs. Like Diggs, I understand, Diggs is like an all-time bad DB season. If you take away like, well, the fourteen interceptions. The yeah, it's insane. It's insane that he has that many picks, which is great. Look, I'm not. I'm not. Sure. But like, if you don't have those, like, it's it's one of the worst DB seasons of all. I mean, like they're cutting him. <laughs> yeah, and TJ Watt. Obviously, it's it's dramatic to compare the two, but it's it is a similar situation where if he's not getting home on the quarterback or causing havoc, like he's not doing anything. And there's another um, there's another stat that I didn't have in there. It's brain. I believe his name's Brandon Thorne, who puts out a newsletter who does, um, you know, he doesn't he doesn't count the. You know, he only counts like one on one sacks. It's, a, it's called a high quality sack when you beat your guy, you get home and you make the sack like T.J. Watt had three of those all season. Yeah, Miles Garrett was the, was the league leader at nine. Like it wasn't. I think he had all three close. of those against the Browns two weeks ago. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them. What like I went to retweet. I think I did retweet it. Um, one of them was what Baker rolled out and slid, and like there was like no one close to him, and like Watt was the closest one to him. So he gets recorded for a sack there. Baker should have bought, started bought to slide him dinner after all the fucking dry humping he was doing on him <laughs> two weeks ago. All right, Coach of the Year. Who'd you have? Lafleur. Yeah, that, I mean, should be he should be a chance, but it's, I, I it's agree either going to be him or Vrabel. I think it's Vrabel. Yeah, I, I think he, I mean he's in the running. I had Shanahan, who's not going to get it. Um, Look, they had a San Francisco's a good fucking team. Like that's that's the best that's the best game I think this weekend. He screwed around though. You know what I mean? Like the the Ayuk stuff early on, and I, I yeah, don't know. he has a. Um, an arrogance about him that, uh, you know, and, and I think they completely mishandled the Trey Lance stuff. Like, yeah, no, they did. There's, there's no question. And, so, you know, Trey Sermon and a lot. I, I don't know. Just it's, yeah, it's weird. What's going God, on? I forgot all about that. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, you don't even hear anybody talking about Trey Sermon. What did you have for rookies offensive and defensive? I had Mac Jones. Um, he Which could he win. Had, I don't, he had a chance and you actually yeah. took a victory lap. on it. <laughs> I did. I, I, I KO'd him uh, until I KO'd Jamar him Chase. And Jace went nuclear and just yeah. like became the best wide receiver. In the I NFL. had Lance. And then, I had Trey Lance, yeah, which that's tough. I thought he had, I just, I didn't think that, that Garoppolo was going to be able to stay healthy. And I just thought as the season I, went on that he would transition him to that role as the starter and it just didn't, it didn't happen. I mean, they're being s stubborn 
almost with Garoppolo, unless it's just a, like a Jordan Love situation where Lance just doesn't know the playbook and they just don't feel comfortable with him taking over. Well, I don't think that's the case. I mean, your boy, Dan Orlovsky, broke it down um, where you could see in-game improvements with Trey Lance. Was it not last week? Uh, not this couple week weeks seven. Ago. It was week 17, yeah. So um, he had a horrendous first half. I think he completed like four passes, but then he came out in the second half and was – you know, he, you can see him making the adjustments, um, you know, throwing into windows, you know, holding on the ball a little bit longer, just, just a second longer so the guy can get open, stuff like that. Um, so I think he's really exciting moving forward. But, uh, yeah, just maybe early on that. But I had Quiddy Pay for, for D. You had Quiddy Pay? Yeah. Which he had he had a good preseason. He did. You know, and, and, and one name, I had Micah Parsons. I mean, and yeah. I talked about it nauseam. I wanted to I wanted to go off the off you know, off the chalk there. And God, Parsons is just a fucking animal. He was great. I'm going to tell you, though, a guy that isn't getting enough love is is uh, Pat Sertain. He's fuck. He's the real deal. Like that kid is good. And, and, and you know, the kid from that Carolina drafted the DB from from South Horn. Carolina. He got hurt. Right. But he, mm-hmm. he, and he was playing really was well great. early on, too. But Pat Sertain is He's he's the real deal, and he's not getting enough love. But Micah's, you know, he's a, he's he's a defensive player of the year candidate. So, yeah, and I, he's going to win one of those at some point. Yeah, certainly. You know, I I think if if they figure out how to use him, they need to blitz him a lot more. He's half the time he's down the field and and coverage. And well, I think she's that, playing edge rusher, you know, for for most of the year until Lawrence came back. I I, I just keep him there. I figure it figure it out. Like, yeah. And we had bold predictions. Did you did you have your bold predictions written down? Yeah. God. I'm um, afraid to read some of mine, but go ahead. I had two. So my first one was Derrick Henry would face a steep decline and finish outside the top 10 rosters. He did finished he still ninth finish in the, the top 10? Injury. He finished ninth. He only played like seven games. <laughs> yeah. So I was very close on that. I was not going to take a victory lap on that, even if he had finished 11. But you didn't but get it right. I do. I, I just don't get like. Finally, he broke just like all running backs do. But like, my God, man, was he on it? He, he averaged. Um, let's see here. 117 yards per game, which was most in the league. Um, I mean, yeah, he's just. Yeah, like I said, he finished ninth overall. He had only had 937 yards, but 4.3 yards per carry. Who he had a long of 76. Jonathan Taylor, not yeah, close. And, and Chubb was second. Nick Chubb was second. And like he. I don't feel like Nick Chubb even had like a 20 carry game. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, I, I, and I think that's just the nature of the game and, and where it's going. They feature Taylor in Indy. They feature Derrick Henry in Tennessee. And like the rest of these teams are just running back by committee. He had five, he had five 20 carry games. It just didn't feel like that. Right. Let me see. I just want to see what what, what Taylor did just for contrast. And that must have been early in the season. This was a long season. No, they were they were they were actually season, man. Yeah, they were earlier in the season. He had like one late. Taylor had six that all came late in the season, and then he had two 30 30 carry games. You know, but all of those came um in November or later, like the middle of November. His first 20 carry game came 11-14. I was looking at or watching, I think it was Sunday night football last week, and they were talking about how this was the second week 18 
in NFL history because in 1993 they had two buys. I don't what? remember that, but I wish they would go back to that a little bit. Um, yeah, they had two buys in 93. Well, hang on. I want to I want to get your take on that in a second. But uh, my, my second bold take was Dallas would win uh, six games or less. I was really down on Dallas, you know, and I have my notes here, too. I had them start knowing two, which I think they started one and one. I know they lost to um, Tampa that first week, and then they beat the Chargers. And then um, said all their big games were on the road, which they tend to win all of them all. all the, they had an early bye week. And was Dak actually healthy? Because remember that? He didn't play at all. Like He didn't practice or anything leading in the preseason. No one knew if he was yeah. going to play. No. And then um, he came out in that first game versus um, Tampa, threw the ball 58. He was 42 for 58 for 403 yards and three yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. So I had Atlanta almost makes the playoffs, which, you know, they were the 12 seed. I just going into the season, I just I really liked Mike Davis. You know, nobody could see the Ridley stuff. You know, he's I hope I hope whatever's going on with Calvin Ridley that he's, you know, taken utilized his time off to to get better. Uh, But, you know, that team just had a tough year and. They weren't super prolific and dynamic on offense. I think, you know, they found Cordero Patterson, finally figured out how to utilize him, which, you know, other teams haven't done finally in 10 years. But he's 32 years old, 32 year old breakout. I was way off on that. Steelers go seven and 10 and fall below 500 for the first time under Tomlin. Steelers aren't a great team, you know, and and there was times where I thought that that one was actually going to hit. They just kind of found a way to squeak out games and beat teams. And there was some luck involved there and teams make their luck. I mean, you you know how it is. So that one was obviously a miss. And then Gardner Minshew starts more games than Jalen hurts. Uh, I love that one. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see the Eagles running a, a college offense and defenses not being able to figure out that, they were running a college offense. You know, we already talked about it once. It's just still amazing to me how these teams just don't say we're not going to let them run the read option and make this dude fucking throw the football. Because when they do, he throws interceptions and they don't win games. So well, it let's makes wait no minute. sense. Let's wait, let's wait a minute. This is the this was the, their closing stretch here. They lost to the Giants 13-7. Then they beat the Jets, the Washington football team, the Giants the Washington football team, and then they got housed on Saturday this past week. So yeah, they have the 31st strength of schedule. But if you go back, like I just compared this year and last year. Sure, sure. Most of the teams that make the playoffs have strength of schedules in the lower half because they're beating all they're those beating, teams. Right, right. Right. But I will say this surprising last year there was a team that made the playoffs that had the third hardest strength of schedule. And it was Tampa Bay. And, you know, maybe that's an indicator of why when they got into the playoffs, they were so good because they had faced so much adversity throughout the season. But anyway, the bold predictions, I I would say that we didn't do very well with those. I was just looking at point differential here. The Raiders have a minus 65 point differential. Right. Steelers are minus 55. Right. And then, uh, you know, I think, I think the next playoff team might be. Nope. San Francisco's at 62. Oh, yep. It's Philly at 59. 
plus 59. Yeah, part of that's what makes it so embarrassing that the Browns didn't make the playoffs and embarrassing that they were eliminated from playoff contention with two weeks to go and just stuff like that. I mean, when we talk about stuff like this, it just peels scabs off for me. So why don't we go ahead and do an update on the water cooler, the second annual NFL water cooler challenge. Just to remind everybody the teams that each of us have and where we're at going into the playoffs. And also remind everybody of how the scoring works works once we get to the playoffs. I'm getting housed again. It's it's not close. Um, I had the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Packers still alive. Um, oh, wait. No, that's five true. extra points. I had the Bengals, too. So it's not as bad now as it was just one second ago. But um, yeah, I forgot I traded in the Seahawks for the Bengals. Good move by me. And then I had uh, the Ravens and the Chargers who were unceremoniously eliminated um, on the last game of the season. You had the Bucks, the Rams, the Niners, the Titans, and Arizona who all made it. So you have five of your six still alive. Your only team eliminated was the Browns. You get one point per win. Five points for making the playoffs, five points for making the divisional round, 10 points for a conference championship, 10 points for a Super Bowl appearance, and five points for winning the Super Bowl. So through making the playoffs, the, the score the tally right now is 81 to 90. You're winning. So I got four teams alive. You have five teams alive. You got some guys that are going to win this week. So I've also got some guys that are going to win this week. So this should be it should be good. I like that I have a nine point cushion though. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, every 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 game matters, man. Every inch, it's a game of inches. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like that I got the Chiefs and the Bills. I feel like I got a pretty good shot at a Super Bowl there. Got to hope for the Packers to do something. You want to do the playoff pick them? Yeah, let's do it. So we finished the regular season tied. Both of us went three and two last week. We finished 35 and 30. So we tied. So technically, this thing's Double just going. Double nothing, baby, for all the marbles. Let's this go. This thing's just going. All right. Raiders at Bengals. Bengals minus five and a half. Who you got? Bengals. I got the Raiders. I'm a fucking Derek Carr guy now, man. Like You're welcome. You're welcome. I, well, I told you last week. I already told you last week that I. he's an overcomer, man. That Hunter Renfro kid's fun. They finally started figuring out how to use Josh Jacobs again. They ran the shit out of him last week. Their defense is aggressive. The Bengals just, I don't know. They lose big games, man. I mean, they have the Ravens number. They have a terrible head coach, okay? They have a terrible head coach, but they're loaded on offense. They are absolutely loaded on offense, except for the line. Joe Burrow's knees banged up a little bit. Yeah, their that's def- worrisome. Their defense has been really good at times, but it's also been really bad at times. They've given up over 40 points several times. They gave it up to the Browns, for Christ's sakes. So I don't know. I'm just I'm, I'm going with the Raiders. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Raiders find a way to squeak it out. Pats at Bills. Bills minus four. Who you got? Taking the Bills, and I feel stupid doing it because this is that Alabama-Georgia theory. You know, I'm doing it. I'm sticking with it. I'm not thinking about it. Just give me the bills. I don't care if I look stupid. I'm going with the bills too. I talked about it in the bet online read. The Patriots aren't a good, they're not very good. They have a good defense, but their quarterback sucks. Like I know all this baby goat bullshit was happening throughout the season and all that. They've, they've got no per- playmakers on the perimeter. 
they've got the ultimate committee of running backs. None of them are really that good. I guess Damian Harris is okay. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I see the Bills winning it, and I see them winning it pretty convincingly. Do I think they win by two touchdowns? No, but I definitely think this is a 10-point win for them. So we both have the Bills there. Eagles at Bucks. Bucks minus eight and a half. Yeah, Bucks. There's nothing else to say here. Bucks. 49ers at Cowboys. Cowboys minus three. Let me see for a second here. I almost took the 49ers on the money line as my bet online. <laughs> I'm taking the 49ers. I think the 49ers yeah. win this game. I think it's the best game of the weekend. You already said it. I agree with you 100%. When is this game? Saturday night? No. It's uh, Sunday at 4.30. Sunday at 4.30. The Bills and the Pats is the Saturday night game, right? Yeah. You see the temperatures for that game? It's like it's gonna be the high cold. is nine and the, the low for is, the uh, the high is the nine and the low is one. Yeah, on Saturday night. So 49ers and Cowboys. I need, <laughs> yeah, I, need I need a pick. A Niners. Niners. Okay. Steelers at Chiefs. This is the biggest wild card spread ever. Chiefs are minus 12 and a half. I'm taking the Chiefs and uh, just a quick at Clev TA. He, he threw it out there today. He's a huge gambler. Very good at what he does. Um, he said that uh, there's been like, I want to say uh, 12, like 12 double digit wild card dogs. And they are two and 10. If, if, you're, if your theory is just, oh, that's too many points for a playoff game. Uh, Double-digit dogs are two and ten against the spread. Against the spread, yeah. yeah. I, I think this is like a thirty-eight ten game. The Chiefs' <laughs> defense has been really good. The Steelers' offense sucks. If Pat Mahomes doesn't do anything stupid and doesn't turn the ball over, this game will be over in the first quarter. I, I believe it. I just the Steelers suck. Cardinals at Rams. Rams minus four. Oh man, I really want to go with the Rams here. Uh, the Card. I don't know. Like the Cardinals just haven't done anything for me. Yeah, I'll stick with the Rams. I have the Rams as well. So right. the only way to score points this week is the Raiders and the Bengals, huh? Get that right out of the way on Saturday. Yeah, we'll get it out of the way, uh, out of the gate, and we'll see what it is. All right, we'll continue to do the playoff pick them throughout the playoffs leading into the Super Bowl. The thing I hate about this, right, is if you have two teams, right? Like I have the Cardinals and Rams, so one of my – point scoring teams is going to be eliminated out of the gate, you know, but I'm guaranteed, I'm guaranteed points in that game too. So I guess you could look at it both ways. You got anything else on the playoffs? Anything else you want to throw in there? Any expectations or any other tidbits? Uh, No, you know, other than, you know, expectations when you're a fan of a team um, are a bitch because this is the first time in a long time I can remember not being incredibly jazzed up for the playoffs. So I'm, I'm bummed in that regard. But, you know, gambling and, and uh, you know, the show will keep me uh, wrapped in here. Yeah, I'm not super pumped. But as the week's going on, I'm actually getting a little bit more excited. There's chances of snow this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. And you know what happens in Greensboro, North Carolina when it snows. Everything shuts down. So, you know, I wouldn't mind having an, a snowy t- couple snowy days with some playoff football. I think, you know, that's sort of getting me excited about it a little bit. So we'll see. I, I, I'm sure once I, I got to go to Denver for work, uh, but I'll be back, you know, Friday night or whatever. I'm sure by the time I'm on the plane coming back that uh, my excitement in getting ready for the weekend will be there. All right. In the coming weeks. We're going to start talking some NBA. We obviously we're going to have the playoffs and then 
We'll have the NFL offseason. Talked about it last week. We'll reach out to Alex Gilstrap from the NFL Draft Prospects Pod, and we'll try to get him on here. Uh, he's always great when he comes on. Last time he was on, he gave us Traylon Burks as a guy that nobody knew about, gave us Carson Strong. So as we get into postseason stuff and we start looking towards the draft, we'll have him on there to talk to us about some guys that we potentially uh, should be looking at in the later rounds. For all you pop culture lovers and nerds out there, Zero Dark Nerdy, it's another podcast that we are affiliated. Please show your support there on the Believe Podcast Network. You can find them there. You can find them on all your favorite streaming platforms. You can find them on social media at Zero Dark Nerdy on Facebook, at ZDN underscore podcast on Instagram. Don't forget at WC Sports Pod. Like, follow, and subscribe. We are available on all your favorite streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere that you can find podcasts, you can find us. We are also available on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Check us out today at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V. And as always, we are presented by the one and only BetOnline.ag. With that, we love you and enjoy your lives. Somebody suck me. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube